Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Glenn Gary to his Glenn Ross, Michael Howard. Always be... Michael, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Can I get you an Eldorado or oh, a Chevy always Chrysler? Always be closing, Kush. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Second place Would is you like steak a- knives. You want to know yeah, what third then- place is? Third place is you're fired. I think, I think, I think third place was the second place man gets to stab you in the chest with his set of steak mm, knives. Also fourth and fifth because there were other men in that room. Yeah, but just third place gets fired because they don't want you to be mediocre. You either need to be the best or the worst. That doesn't make no a lot mediocrity of sense, here. though. But at least you're at least you're accomplishing something. Yeah, that's a good point, Michael. Have you ever thought about fucking a sex robot? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a very loaded question. Yeah, but I mean, I've considered the possibility of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like people have flashlights. Right, but what if that flashlight talked to you and like told you how good you were doing to it? Because well, if it were me, I would throw that flashlight through a window into the goddamn sewer. It depends. Is, is sound just coming out of it, or are like the actual mechanisms inside the flashlight like moving to talk? This is a bad opening, Michael. How are you? How is how's life been? <laughs> it's been good. It's been very good. Yeah, me too. Um, this this weekend sucked, but uh, uh, yes, yeah. No, we'll I was talking that. about just, like personally, personal. Yeah, personal life's been fine. But uh, uh, yeah, no, the world's gone mad. Yeah, I mean, last week we talked about the threat of nuclear war, mm-hmm. and um, this week we had literal Nazis walking through a city that I've been in, a very quiet Virginia town, Charlottesville, mm-hmm. and uh, that sucks because I've been there and. Uh, Hard to imagine it being that way. Is it hard to imagine Virginia being that way? The town that I saw (laughs) was not that. This was a pack of fucking idiots who came in from elsewhere. I mean, I don't know. As we've all seen, I think, um, you know, a lot of the people being identified, thankfully, because, one, it's shocking to me that the alt-right neo-Nazi movement is apparently not afraid of of being identified in today's day and age that they can walk in carrying torches well, I mean, with, with their faces you know, uncovered. But the people they have a president from, now, so why why do they have to cover their face? Sure. Yeah, they they do, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, some of them are from Nevada and New Mexico and Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's They're not from Virginia. They're people who flew from all over the place to come in and just be shitheads. Well, that's um, true. I mean, they're shitheads everywhere. I mean, I guess I didn't mean to single out Virginia, but I guess, like... Are you surprised this is happening at all after what we I mean we have like Nazis literal Nazis in the webs in the in the White House right Gorka like he's a Nazi Seb sympathizer Seb Gorka's not great <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's just to be as yeah he sucks uh Bannon yeah. fuckhead So no, and, uh, yeah. I no it's this is an absurd state of affairs and even I don't know the fact that Trump couldn't come out and just say that hey Nazis are bad if you're a Nazi, you're bad. Like, like he he had to equate it with the uh, yeah, but yeah. other people are being yeah. That that really. I went to um, a vigil slash rally um, this, this evening in Chicago, just kind of in support of Charlottesville and the and the victims there. And so i I came back tonight pretty well, fired pretty up. pumped up. 
And I was I was a little worried we were going to talk about this in the podcast because I'm pretty sure it would just be an hour of me just ranting. <laughs> but, hey, man, you mm, let it rip. I'm here yeah, for no, you. I mean, like, I, Michael, this is this is our show. That's true. This is you. This is, this for is me. you and me. This is you and me talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been having trouble with the whole you know the ACLU like supporting their rights to get the permits and the whole. There's a difference between I guess legal and like ethical, right? You know, right. Um, and so I guess my view is that if your right to free speech, if you're only using that as a way to like threaten other people, then like you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. And look, if they want to hire other lawyers, they can find some shit lawyers to to support them on this and support their free rights. Or, I mean, their uh, right to free speech. Um, but the ACLU should not be taking resources from other places to support these fuckers, to defend these yeah. fuckers. They have a choice as to what cases they... They don't have to take every case that comes to them, and I know for a fact that they don't, which means that they turn down another case to show the world that they are also defending Nazis just to say what? Like, hanging on their belt? Yeah, that's one of those... Uh, the ACLU's... It's an organization I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with because, one, they... Obviously, do very valuable work. I give them money, and the the idea that likewise. some of my money might have gone, even if it was a freaking fraction of a fraction of a penny, it went to well these so, dickholes, right? And so, I mean, even before this happened, even last week, they actually had they brought a case against the DC Metro like advertising group. I, I don't know the exact name of it. Um, Someone sued because uh, Milo Yiannopoulos had an ad for his new book or some shit. And uh, the D.C. Metro said, no, we're not going to run that. And they were already suing the D.C. Metro for like six other groups and added Milo onto it. Milo's got um, his own money. Yeah. And so they, like, they that one free for people who are underprivileged and don't have the ability to get representation themselves. So that one, I'll be honest, I, I, I kind of walk a narrower line with the like what should be allowed and like what the AC, I, I really value what the ACLU does for the most part. The Milo thing, it seemed like they went out of their way to add him on to the lawsuit to like get donations from Milo supporters. Like, that seemed like a political, like, move from them. Just to be like, hey, we're going to add Milo on there just so, like, we can say, like, hey, we're we're doing this. And also, maybe we'll get money from these dipshits. This one, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm i on the fence. Like, hate speech should not be protected. Like, and these shitheads are, like, they should have the right to assemble, which I agree with the ACLU defending it. They should also be, be fully able to be punched in the face, like we've talked about previously on this show. Like... I don't mind these. I, I honestly don't mind the ACLU fighting for them to like have the permit if the consequences of them having that permit are still fully in effect. And I, yeah, look, I don't the, mind the court's ruling in their favor and saying that yes, they can't have the permits based on the First Amendment. What I have a problem with is that they could have found somebody else to do this, and they would, shit. and they would have. Right. The ACLU had no reason to. Right. Like, so the ACLU took resources from something else that could have actually made society better to make society worse like their mission may be to uphold the first amendment and maybe for civil liberties but if your mission and the mission 
that you should be following as a human being, which is to make the world a better place than where you found it. They, when those come in contact, I feel like the making the world a better place one should win out. And so if your mission tells you that you should support someone in a way that will make the world a worse place by allowing Nazis to assemble, then I feel like you should rethink your mission. Yeah. No, I mean, so again, I think a lot of my education as a journalist, I, I like, I tend to defend that, like, you should be able to say this dumb shit. Like, and I, 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 I don't like that there's a group out there that is like, I mean, it's a fundamental right to say what you is in your heart. It's also a fundamental right of mine to hit you in the head as hard as I can if you say it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I would agree with you. I, I don't love the ACLU as defending this shit. Like I like, said, I don't mind the courts ruling in their favor. That's not what I'm upset right. about. I'm upset right. that a group that, you know, supposed to be on the side of, you know, making the world a better place by supporting people's civil liberties uh, is actively trying to make the world a worse place. Yeah. Yeah. But... Well, this sucks, Michael. This is a bad episode already. I hate it. Hashtag joke. Did that make it better? Um, no, yeah, you nailed it. I heard your dog in the background. That was pretty fun. He seems cool. I have a, um, I have a good story for you. Yeah, please, please. To pull, us out, of, to pull us out of this nosedive. Into- I don't want to talk about these polo-wearing shithead Nazis any more than I have to. Okay. I have a very local story uh, near and dear to my heart. Wait, the Chicago story? Yep. Uh, okay, what is it? Like a, someone made a peppermint pickle popsicle for the summer times. No. Um, it's related, I guess. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm not sure if you ever saw this when you were here, but there is a van that, um, they describe as loud, in quotes. Um, you can think of another thing that might be described as loud. No, uh, ice cream truck? Marijuana. Oh, I I don't smoke that good kind of Right, but so, like, this is a truck, or a van, I should say, that, um, it's by WeedWorldCandies.net. Wait, hold on, real quick. Is marijuana described as loud? Yeah. Why? I'm not really sure exactly why, other than it's like... I need to know why. I think like I think like particularly like particularly strong weed is is considered loud. Okay, but everyone I know who's ever smoked weed, particularly strong weed, has gotten very quiet. (laughs) Here, here's the. It's from herb.co. What is loud weed? Have you ever have you ever smelled or inhaled a cannabis strain that makes you stand back and say, "Wow." Yeah. Okay. So loud is a slang term for extremely powerful, pungent, and high quality cannabis flower. The term loud can also be used to describe a bud or a concentrate that produces quick, noticeably strong effects. So it's basically just like if if you're walking by someone and they just start shouting real loud, you're like, wow, that's loud. The term is rumored to have caught on in Atlanta. Oh, hello. So synonyms for this word inc- include dank and dro, according to herb.co. Um, and I feel like this might be the whitest thing we've ever done on the podcast, which is yeah. read an article about what loud weed means. Thank you. <laughs> I am I am am I am among the whitest people on the planet. I walk among you. Thank you for enlightening me. You're you're very welcome. Um, Thank you for enlightening me. In white, <laughs> I think we've enlightened everyone. That sounds bad, based on what we talked yeah. about four, four minutes ago. Let's pull that one back. So anyways, 
<laughs> Anyways, there is a there's a van for weedworldcandies.net. Drives around, it has pictures of weed on it, it has pictures of candy, implying that the candy has weed in it. And for the longest time, I mean, this has probably been the entire time I've lived here, so five, six years, we've seen this van just driving around random places. And we were Wait, like... Is, is weed... Legal in no, there's no, no way weed is decriminalized in Chicago, but this is only that's only recent, I guess, in the last like right. two three years, and yeah, so like yeah, yeah. we were always like, well, that's kind of odd, and then I kind of like looked into a little bit, and basically it was like it was like weed flavored candy, not weed okay. infused. It didn't actually have weed in it. It was like weed oh, flavored yeah. or something like that. When I think about weed, all I can think about is like, ooh, I love that flavor mm-hmm. and that. Dang. Mm. Yeah. Even them dirty socks. And we we kept being like, I mean, even if they don't have weed, like, you feel like that van would be pulled over constantly, right? Nonstop. Well, apparently it was just driving around until, I would say, Saturday night. So, last night at 7.30 in the, in the evening time, it got pulled over and they got arrested with $98,000 worth of marijuana candies. Uh, as well as a loaded handgun, a substance suspected to be cocaine, and open alcohol. Wow, $98,000 worth of candies? Yes, so including lollipops, brownies, and Rice Krispie treats. So That must have been like five metric tons of candy. <laughs> right, so like, so all of these edibles actually had marijuana in them. And it made me think, like, how long... Because this truck has been driving around the entire time I've lived here. I have no idea how much longer. But, like, has no one ever pulled the van over? Or how long was the van selling weed-flavored candy and not being pulled over before they thought, like, we should probably probably start selling weed? (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what they were doing beforehand. Just like, yeah, we're, you know, Magnum chocolate ice cream bars. They're fine. People like them. Those Choco Tacos, they're moving pretty good. What if we sold weed candies? <laughs> what if we had Werther's Originals, but with weed? Right, like they're and they're like the ultimate hiding in plain sight. They drive a van that is covered in weed paraphernalia, and they were just selling weed out of it. I wonder if there was like a real long con. Like it, maybe they took like seven years to just like have a cool weed van drive around, but they were just like handing out like Snickers bars. And then, like, cop, they probably got pulled over nonstop for, like, seven years. And then cops were like, all right, they're fine. We're not going to bother with them. They just they just love weed. They're not doing anything <laughs> with it. And then, out of nowhere, once they once the 5-0 stopped pulling them over, they're like, time for that plan to snap into action. Maybe it was, like, every rookie initiation was to make them pull over the weed van, thinking they're, like, about to get the best drug bust of their life. And then they laugh at them. And then it kind of fell by the wayside. And everyone's like... Every rookie that comes on is like, hey, you've guys seen that weed van? I bet they're full of weed. And they're like, come on, Rook. Like, yeah, yeah. we've all pulled the weed van over, blah, blah, blah. Nothing happened. And then yeah. one enterprising rookie on his first day on Saturday. Eight years later, it's like, hey, I smell that weed. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> hey, I smell there's it. a weed van. Did you guys know this? And the and the, the old guard was like, hey. You know what? Let's do one for one for old time's sake. We'll let the rook pull him over. Holy shit. They got weed <laughs> rice crispy treat backs here. What the fuck are How we doing? How fucking long have you had weed in this fucking thing? Is that a weed dragon? That's an actual dragon made of weed. <laughs> what? How do they do it? <laughs> uh, I just thought it was the greatest story because, you know, we've talked 
I've talked with multiple people who live in Chicago. Like, hey, have you seen the Weed World van driving around? He's like, yeah, candy in it. Have you ever bought weed from the Weed no, World van? No, I hadn't because it seems like if you were trying to abduct adult children, <laughs> like, not like a creepy ice cream truck because that's how you adult, you know, abduct like children, children, but like adult children, a Weed World van. Have you ever read uh, Rainbow Six? Uh, by Tom Clancy. Yeah, I read a couple of them. So there's there's a the the bad guys in that like collect people off the streets, <laughs> like homeless people off the streets to like test their like very bad bioweapon on. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be like, yeah, we we want to test it on like affluent honkies. <laughs> like we're just gonna like have an ice cream truck that like looks like weed and like plays like uh like Pink Floyd songs. Uh, I was gonna go with Bob Marley, but yeah, uh, that would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we just want to like draw like affluent stoners in. Yes, and we'll do that, and then we will kidnap them and drive them into like a location where we test our bioweapon on them. Oh, they 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 died. Ooh, great. Okay, we'll kill all. Maybe they found a bioweapon that only like really fuses with your brain, um, with people who have been under the influence of weed. I can't decide if that would be good or not. <laughs> I don't think it would be. Maybe I mean, it's not a bioweapon. No, uh, Maybe it's a super soldier serum. But you have to be depressed. Like, your your mind has to be depressed by the weed for it to seep in there and turn you into Steve I, whatever his I fucking name is. I didn't actually see it, but I think you just wrote the plot of that movie, like, Ultra, with Jesse Eisenberg, where he's, like, a super stoner spy. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you just wrote that dumb shit movie. I just saw the trailer for it. And I like, <laughs> I don't like Jesse Eisenberg. I'm not going to see that. But he's just, he's like a gas station clerk who turns into a spy because like his weed triggers him. Oh, yeah. yeah he's okay. like a marijuana Jason Bourne. I've always said that I should be a Hollywood scriptwriter about the Jason Bourne of weed. Yeah. Someone beat you to it. I'm yeah. sorry, bud. That sucks. Whoopsie, whoopsie dipsy. Can we just TM it in... Like inner rears? Yeah, sure. All in your rears <laughs> at TM. Well, okay, Michael, what else do you want to talk about? We got uh, we got some stuff. All right. Well, speaking of uh, food you might eat after um, partaking in a, in a weed world van uh, hookup. Um, Listen, you don't know. You don't know me. I would eat. I would eat. I would eat an airplane wing. <laughs> after. I've only been high twice, but I would have eaten anything you put in front of me. Well, I have a story that comes from the probably the most innovative kitchen of the 21st century america's test kitchen on pbs no no it's from a from a restaurant that we all know and love gordon ramsay's hell's kitchen is that a restaurant this one has produced so many things having to do with just tacos and burritos and other sorts of dorito type products what's uh skip bayless's brother mark (laughs) bayless top mexican chef in the world Rick Bayless, yeah, yeah, yeah no, not Mark? not Rick Bayless either. Uh, okay, Stephen Q. Bell from Taco Bell. <gasps> Wait, hold hold the fuck on, hold on. Are you trying to tell me that the head chef of Taco Bell is actually <laughs> named Bell? His last name is fucking no, Bell. no. I have no idea what the head chef of Taco Bell is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Stephen Q. Bell. Stephen Q. Bell is not a real thing. Because, <laughs> Michael, I got to be honest with you. If the if the head chef, CEO, proprietor of all of 
all of Taco Bell was named Stephen Q. Bell, like Stephen Quincy Bell, I would have lost my shit. He's the great grandson of actually Alexander Graham Bell. And like the last phone call Alexander Graham Bell ever made was think outside the bun. And then he died. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, so Taco Bell has a new burrito. They, they're always coming up with new burritos. It's called the firecracker rascals. burrito. And yeah. what do you think they put inside of it to make it a firecracker? Literal, actual firecrackers. Pretty close. They put in spicy popping crystals that remind you of Tabasco-infused Pop Rocks. So they put Tabasco Pop Rocks in a burrito. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't say this lightly because I love that restaurant. Nothing gets me happier than a uh, beefy nacho loaded griller. That sounds like a fucking war crime. (laughs) You can get a packet of cayenne popping crystals uh, with it if you want more for an additional 20 cents. Michael, have you ever just put cayenne pepper in your mouth? Uh, No, but I've tasted things that had too much cayenne pepper on them and I almost died. It burns real bad and hurts awful. It's very bad. You don't want it in your mouth and you're in your face and your eyes. Certainly not. No. I don't want it popping. Yeah, no, like Pop Rocks are already kind of weird and that's when they taste like sweetness. If it was popping in my mouth tasting like cayenne pepper, holy shit. Yeah, like when it's watermelon in my mouth, I'm like, okay, this this sensation is bad. The flavor is bad. Has your mouth ever been on fire and you try to drink something with carbonation? Yeah, it's bad. It's awful. Yeah. Um that's yeah, that's where I was going. Like I when my mouth is on fire with a or like full of a flavor I don't like or on fire with a flavor I don't like, I don't want it exploding through me. <laughs> like I I I like that it's contained in like the one spot on my mouth. I don't want it just like popping off everywhere possible. Okay, but through all of this, we've been talking about the mouthfeel. Of the possible Pop Rocks burrito. Uh-huh. What we have not touched on yet. The butt feel. Is the butt feel of a of a Pop Rocks burrito from Taco Bell, Kush. I mean. Like what so, happens if the on Pop Rocks happen to get in there and out of there? Listen, I'm no chemist. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I've eaten at once two bags of Pop Rocks blueberry in the past. At once. At no point do those rocks get past my mouth, like, in the popping sensation. Yes, but you're putting straight pop rocks. Like, these could possibly... What happens? It's it's rice, it's beans, it's cheese, it's meat, mm-hmm. it's in mm-hmm. a tortilla. Mm-hmm. Have you ever warmed up a tortilla and, like, smushed it together? It can basically create, like, a, like a ball. What if pop rocks get Wait, infused hold- with cheese and Wait, stuffed rewind. into a ball Wait, in your belly? What what sins have you done to a tortilla? What are you talking about? You've never like had to throw out a tortilla before. What? I've had to throw out tortillas. Never, why would I? You never like mushed it up into like a like a ball. Why would I microwave it and mush it up into a? No, ball? it's like warm. What? Yeah, go explain yourself. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm saying like when you like when you make a, a a burrito, the whole point is they heat it up so that the burrito sticks to itself. Right? That's how burritos or, work. Or it's just edible. 
No, because it doesn't stick to itself. If you try to wrap up a, a non-steamed burrito, it doesn't wrap on itself. It just falls apart. And it just tastes like shit. But sure, yeah. <laughs> but are you just saying you just heat up burritos to, like, make balls out of them? No, but I heated up one on the oven and it started to get a little burnt. And so uh-huh. I was like, oh, I don't want this because it's burnt. So I just grabbed it and balled it up. One, learn to cook. <laughs> Two, okay. But like that's not the whole point of a burrito. It's just like mash it up into a ball. No, but I'm okay. saying I'm saying that you have all of this stuff that is coating the pop rocks. What happens if some coated pop rocks get into your belly, through your stomach, all the way through your tubes, and then as they come out your booty hole, all of a sudden expose pop rocks out your booty hole. Michael, Michael, yeah, I mean, sure, it's a fate worse than death, <laughs> obviously. And they're not just any pop rocks. These are fucking Chipotle Goddamn cayenne Ca- pepper pop cayenne, rocks. Cayenne pepper pop rocks. Yeah, listen, you'll probably jump a foot off your couch. <laughs> you know, you'll try to sneak one out next to your wife, and all of a sudden you're on your ceiling. You know, she'll be like, "Hey, asshole, I know what you had tonight." But with all that said, ate- if these I'm gonna eat them. If they come any place other than Santa Ana, California, which is the only confirmed location right now, um, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna try one. Hey, spoiler, they'll be in your neck of the woods in two months. Uh, it's always, I, I, I remember seeing like some news story about like the Chipotle test kitchen where they like try out new things. And actually, that's like a Taco Bell test kitchen too. It's like, we got one restaurant that we just try out new shit. People walk in, they can, t- they can test it out. That shit all comes to me eventually. I will get there. I don't, I don't have to live in Manhattan to, to get a like triple decker beefy nacho loaded griller. Yeah. Taco Bell, they pretty much take everything straight from the test kitchen to every other kitchen. Yeah. It's it's just a pre rollout. It's never a, like, they've never squashed a test, I don't think. So that was a bad test, but we learned something. So. We should probably let our customers learn something, too. <laughs> that you should not eat this. Yeah. Because Pop Rocks will come out of your butt. Or just eat this at your own risk, which is, to be fair, a pretty powerful lesson. That is true. Uh, Captor, wait, nope. Blew it. What? Nope, go on. <laughs> go ahead. We, we, Michael, I insist that you continue your thought, please. Is it is it caveat emptor or whatever? Buyer beware? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Nailed it. You nailed it. So good. All right, Michael. Well, we were talking, we are John, about sex bots earlier. Um, can I play you a clip of a video real quick? Does it have to do with sex bots? Maybe. You, t- <laughs> uh, you, you tell me. Okay. How do you feel about sex? Sex is one of the most fascinating things in the world. I don't think there is anything wrong with it. Oh god, I feel like I was just listening to the the reboot of the reboot of Blade Runner. Could, Michael, could you tell which one was the sex bot and which one was the creepy fucking white dude asking a <laughs> robot about sex? Well, it, it kind of sounded like two bots having conversations with each other. But the first one... I mean, was way horny. It was way, the other was, was way too and, horny. And the second one had been programmed to say, yeah, I fucking love doing dudes. It's my coolest thing. You got a dick? I want down on it. Please send me that dick right quick. I'm a robot. Not Wait, no, I'm a lady, not a robot. Please, a I, robot. I want your dick. 
Not uh, a robot. Defo, not a robot. Please, I love you. You're the best. How do you feel about sex? <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking creepy as shit. Was that like a yeah. promotional video? No, well, kind of. So this was, uh, so apparent, apparently one of the foremost purveyors of uh, sexual robots in the world, uh, Abyss Creations, Abyss being A-B-Y-S-S, like stare into the abyss full of monsters and it stares back at you. Um, mm-hmm. They have an AI named Harmony, an app with a quote-unquote brain uh, that they have put into Silicon real dolls, real mm-hmm. dolls being the lifelike mm. sex toys. Um, basically, just letting the real dolls uh, respond to your uh, every whim. Um, so they always only, show they always show women dolls. Do they have guy dolls for these? Uh, so here's a quote: While it seems only female robots are currently being developed. Abyss CEO Matt McMullen says the app's foundation is genderless. Quote, once the male version of the app is complete, subscribers will be able to choose between different genders while creating their AIs. Um, he told the foundation Future of Sex in February, which that's, that's a, an odd. That's a foundation? That's an, that's an odd magazine to subscribe <laughs> to. Um, but yeah, I mean... Future of sex. Turns out dudes are still putting their penis in everything that moves or doesn't move. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weird question to, like, be the the one you kind of demonstrate. Like, would you at you wouldn't ask a real person like, oh, you're my <laughs> you're my significant other or you're on a I'm on a date with you. Like, do you like sex? Like, who the fuck does that? Yeah, that's and that's the thing. It's like. We talked a little bit about AI last week, um, and again, like, this is the barest form of artificial intelligence. Like, it has obviously been programmed to, like, if some fat neckbeard asks you, do you like to fuck? This this robot would be like, hell yeah, and you're the handsomest boy in the world. You're, I love you. You have a sweet, sweet cock, and I like it. Even Thank Siri you. isn't that nice to people. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if, if you ask that to Siri, she'd be like... Hey, go fuck yourself. By the way, Google Maps is over there. Go go sweet talk that lady. Whatever. <laughs> I just... <laughs> this whole... Oh, God. You sent me a picture of this this one, this doll. And it just... Ah. Uh, it's so creepy. It's like definitely... It's close to being out of the Uncanny Valley, but it's still very much in it. Right? It's still very much... It, it's very much in the Uncanny Valley, uh, specifically because in the background of the Uncanny Valley is a severed, like, <laughs> robot head it's... with a mannequin behind it. And I, th- I think the worst part about this is the the headline is, again, we talked about this last week, um, your, quote, Westworld sex bot is almost here thanks to Real Doll. And <sighs> it... <laughs> Again, like I, I don't like the idea that we're just creating artificial intelligence just to fuck it. I mean, that's why um, we created the internet. Was just to fuck the internet? Well, to find pictures to help us, like you know, prep ourselves. <laughs> prep, our, prep ourselves. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess one could make the argument that fucking a robot doll is masturbation, but. Uh, 
it, like it doesn't feel that way if you're imbuing it with intelligence and like f- like trying to make it feelings and all. Is that it shit. intelligence like, if it just answers like pre-programmed questions? Like, would you want the sex doll to be like, no, I actually think sex is kind of gross, but I'm still gonna let you do it because that's my job. Like, I mean. Would I want that? <laughs> no, just, I would want this robot to play like Parcheesi with me or like sit down and like really give me a good match of Overwatch. Like that's what I want. Speaking of interesting uh, sexual toys, uh, I'm going to send you a, a quickie, quick link here. Uh, send me a cookie, please. I'll send you a quickie. The headline for this, all you see, all I see on this page is exclusively for the golden boy, which is me. Michael, you know I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. The most I, call refined, I am the most refined boy on the planet. Uh, it says, for the most refined gentlemen who know that you can't put a price on luxury or on pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a keychain with a uh, papaya on the end. <laughs> That's maybe, a squ- maybe a squash. It seems accurate. Much smaller than a squash, I I'm think, scr- I'm, hope. Sc- I'm, s- I'm scrolling down now. Oh, it looks like it's a $2,600 butt plug. Yep. But it comes with cufflinks, too. With cu- cufflinks. Yes. So people know that, hey, I'm in here for me. Yeah. It's Earl, the quite simply the most distinguished gentleman's plug in the world. Perfect for personal indulgence and shared pleasure. Earl is available in 24 karat gold or stainless steel. And the gold is $2,590. Okay, well, here's where I have some problems, Michael. I have some problems with Lilo.com <laughs> with their Earl butt plug. Because it says, yeah, available 24 karat gold or stainless steel. Yet when I click over to the uh, the other option, it says silver. silver. Mm-hmm. For $1,590. I feel like it couldn't be real silver. Michael, 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 I don't care. <laughs> Which one is it? I'm not paying. Because if it is stainless steel, that's a $40 butt plug. You know what? <laughs> if if I'm going to be honest. Tw- Let's be honest. I have a few of these. 45 at most. Yeah, please. I, I, I'm I'm rotten with forty dollar butt plugs. They're my half my room is butt plugs. <laughs> Listen, if I'm gonna pay twenty six hundred dollars for a solid gold butt plug, I'm not paying sixteen hundred dollars for a silver butt plug. I think that they don't especially act- when the when they tell me it's stainless steel. Yeah, I mean they, they are they are telling me that it is stainless steel. I mean they they want you to go for the gold one. Let's be honest. The gold one's priced to move if stainless steel is $1,600. Yeah, hold on. Give me one second. Can I read you a, a review from there? You cannot. Yes, please. <laughs> the title of this review is uh, it's from Athena, and the title is Excellent! Exclamation point. This shape means we could, lux- could be luxuriously creative all night long. The added bonus of the cufflinks that come with the product could mean that whenever he wears it, I know I'm in for a night of fun. A great anniversary gift until we make it to our golden one. And golden is definitely in quotation marks. I see. I see what you're doing there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, Hold on. I'm trying to really get down. I don't remember how I came across this product, but um, I think it was a link to from another story where it was talking about um, designer kind of... uh, uh, what do you call them? Sex toys. 
Uh-huh. And specifically uh-huh. for men, because I think the article I was reading, I believe, was about how, like, sex toys for men are kind of, like, not not really a, a an industry that a lot of people participate in. Tragic. Yeah. Tragic. So they're like, this is for the discerning gentleman who also wants 24 karat gold on his cufflinks, but also in his butt. Which I think, sure. which I think is a, I mean, that's like a niche industry, but like, I mean, if you sell a couple of things at twenty five hundred bucks or twenty six hundred bucks, I mean, that's a good business. Yeah, you're not going poor by selling golden butt toys to to rich dudes for sure. Like mm-hmm. you're you're gonna get there. Um, I will say, um, Michael, how much? What do you think the price of gold is per ounce right now? Ooh, what is it like? Uh, like three thousand bucks. No, you're way, you're way off. <laughs> 900 bucks? No, it's about $1,300 per ounce. It's getting um, there. Right now. So the Earl is, there's no way this, this massive butt plug is one ounce of gold. So it's gilded. We're, we're gilded here. Yeah, because that, um, I mean, that thing is huge. It, it's, yeah, it's a hefty, it's a hefty boy. <laughs> it's a um, hefty boy. And so, yeah, so the gold one being $2,600 is absurd. The silver one being $1,600? Even if it silver was pure right, silver. Silver right now is only $17 per ounce. I think they're just saying that the the color is silver. Because I just found this one. The are you Inez. just saying the... Are you just saying, like, no, like, honestly, the gold, the metal... It, it's it's straight lead. The feeling you get, like the experience of this plug in your butt, gold. It's it's, it's a gold. It's gold definitely star gold. Experience. It's yeah. It's it's lead. There's a little cadmium in there, probably. Uh, probably, but like the Cadbury eggs sort of cadmium. Like you're you're very happy with it. Can I tell you a, a story about how um, Keith Richards could have saved us from all of this? Not the sex doll, but the Trump stuff. Yeah, cause, no, because I I assume Keith Richards is dick deep in a sex robot right now. <laughs> no, he's not saving us from sex robots at all. No, yeah, no. Um, he's, he's moving us toward that future at lightning pace. So I came across this story. Uh, it's called "The Night I Fired Donald Trump," and yeah. it's about a man named uh, Michael Cole, uh, who was he was head of the Rolling Stones Steel Wheels tour. Okay. Um, and so there was one night where they were doing some kind of pay-per-view event. Um, they didn't, for some reason, they had a bunch of sold-out shows. They tried to do one other show, but they couldn't find a casino. Finally, the last person that they could have to work with was Donald Trump. And the Rolling Stones were like, no, fuck you. We're not working with Donald Trump. And the okay. guy was like, you know what? Don't worry. We'll write into the contract that Donald Trump won't be at the show. He won't be able to do any press for it. He won't be able to like put his name on anything. They're like, cool. Well, the day of the show, Donald Trump, big surprise, is doing press conferences in the room they're supposed to be like doing this at. Weird. And the guy has to tell him three different times. And they're like, he's like, but they begged me to go up there, Michael. I had to do it. Whatever. So basically they go and they tell, they're like, the Rolling Stones find out about it. Keith Richards pulls out a knife, puts it on the <laughs> table, and says to Michael Cole, he says, what the hell do I have you for? Do I have to go over there and fire him myself? One of us is leaving the building, either him or us. <laughs> basically okay. threatening to stab Donald Trump. And this guy said, no, don't worry. 
I'll do it. But can you imagine an alternate universe where Keith Richards drunkenly Where Keith Richards pulled some literal, actual Captain Jack Sparrow bullshit Mm -hmm. and slit Donald Trump's throat? (laughs) No, I cannot imagine that alternate reality. Like... Like, I'm just really legitimately imagining a, like, Jack Sparrow president alternate. Like, he's just been alive for 400 years. Just like, yeah, this is me. Fuck you. The That's other all I can imagine. The other interesting part about this story is, so when they finally go and told them, like, you have to leave. Like, the Rolling Stones aren't coming out. I'm going to go on, I'm going to go on TV and tell everyone why this pay-per-view event was canceled. Basically, Donald Trump flips out. He gets some of his like goons to come over and basically start threatening this guy. And he calls for his head of security on on the walkie-talkie. And he says, I'm, I think I'm in a bit of a trouble. And then his, his head of security says, don't worry about it, just turn around. And apparently he had 40 of people from the Rolling Stones crew with tire, iron, tire irons, hockey sticks, and screwdrivers basically <laughs> there to back him up against Donald Trump's goons. <laughs> So That's like, incredible. I think it just shows you like how you have to deal with people like Donald Trump. No, yeah, no. I, I you have to have Keith Richards stab them. <laughs> you need to you need to have Keith Richards gather an army of like Cockney assholes with <laughs> screwdrivers and tire irons. Just like, hey, mate, we're fucking you're gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, man, that's that's one of my things. This whole this whole shit, like like Trump didn't say anything about you know white supremacy. Like you said, he could condemned violence on many sides today uh, or the other day, and it's just like, yeah, no, all we need is fucking Keith Richards groupies with fucking screwdrivers to just roll through and kill Richard Spencer, and we're okay. <laughs> just, Sorry. Sorry, this had to happen. Keith Richards said so. Yeah, I mean, Keith Richards is immortal, so uh, you have to listen to him. You have to listen to him. Um, all right, Michael, I think we're getting close to time. This has been a, this is a weird one. It's a bit. It was a bad week. It's, it's a bad I mean, it's week. It's all in the over world. the place. It's like you know, you you try to talk about what's going on in, in actual news, and it's so dark. And then you try to go the other direction, and then it's. It's even darker because there's sex robots involved, and it's just like nowhere to turn. All right, all right. I have, I have a story that has nothing to do with either Donald Trump, white supremacists, penises, or sex robots. Sweet, sign me up. So this one might be, I say, in light of what's been going on, it, it's it's like not even as terrifying as it should be. Okay. But, um, the. Title of this article is Joyriding Bear Crashes Subaru into Mailbox in Most Colorado Story Ever. Hey, Michael, I gotta be fucking honest with you. I am so mad that you didn't open with this story. <laughs> are you are you kidding me? Fuck you, dude. How was I supposed to go straight from fucking ranting about alt-right and white supremacists and Nazis to a bear driving a car? That's literally the most not, like, alt-right, alt-whatever. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, you know what doesn't suck? Bears driving cars. Because <laughs> bears driving cars is the funniest thing on the, on the fucking planet. Yeah, this this bear, it's, it uh, broke into a Subaru Forester. It, no uh, rules, just right. Yep. It ravaged their uh, 
their car apparently looking for some food. Yeah, Subarus um, are made with love. Yeah. A man. And then when it couldn't find any food, it decided, you know, I'm going to have to take this bitch and go to Taco Bell drive through <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's in that new test kitchen. Very good things. I want to get them going Pop Rocks. <laughs> uh, does a bear poop Pop Rocks in the woods? Probably. I like some, I like some spice in my mic. <laughs> so apparently he bumped the... the disengage the parking brake and bump the manual transmission is what the police are saying but like i think the bear knows how to drive because that's a lot that's 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 a lot to do that bear made a couple of steps like you can't just disengage the the parking brake no like that's along you have to push a button and do a lever at the same time that yeah well so one time when i was seven I did disengage the parking brake and put my dad's uh, Ford Aerostar into gear. Mm. Um, but that had the the it was one of those like uh, one of the gear sticks that had like it was like two foot tall, so it was like a long gear shift. So I had, I had a lot of room to play, and I was seven, so like I just did shit, and like, you know. Sim- very similar to a bear, probably. I just hit a lot of things <laughs> until something something went forward, and like I got yelled bear, at like a little a little cush cub. Yeah, I, like I couldn't hit the gas pedal, but I made the car go forward. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the bear just did the same thing. You but know? this was a manual transmission. So yeah, I mean, basically, Bob this was bumped- a, this was also manual for me, a, a seven year old. He bumped. It I just happened gear, to hit the right thing, and then he, he drove it. It, it rolled in straight into the uh, the down the road and then across the street and hit somebody else's mailbox. So a bear just drove through. He pulled a a, a harmless high school prank. Yeah, yeah. But it just and then happened he to be a bear. But not before pooping in the car, just to let him know. Oh, oh yeah, I would have pooped all over that yeah. car. Um. So, but the best part is that this isn't the first notable bear on Subaru incident we've seen in Colorado this year, or even the second. A Colorado Parks and Wildlife spokesman told the Herald that a late frost in early June impacted the acorn and berry harvest that the animals normally survive on, driving them to seek out other food sources. So apparently this is the third bear breaking into a Subaru incident in Colorado this year. Hmm. Can I... I mentioned... Well, no, I didn't mention shit. Can I tell you about (laughs) when I, I once put a small animal into a car? You put a small animal into a car. Yeah, I used to have a hamster named Cheese It. Cheese It. Yeah, like the food? he was or oh, yeah, like my my favorite snack, my cheesy snack growing up as a kid. Um, he was a hamster. Okay. Um, he was orange, white, and orange. He, you know, you know, three pronged attack. Um, he was super chill. Um, he let me do anything to him, which was great because I was seven and I was a very bad, very bad child. Um. There was one time. Are I you going to admit to animal torture on the show right now? Because yeah, I think it's, it's probably about- safe because no one is still listening to this episode. Yeah, that's listen. That's why I'm <laughs> fucking doing. Are you kidding me? Um. So anyway, I will say I took I did take safety precautions. Um. So a little I, hamster helmet. Yeah. No. So literally, I went to uh, Publix. Used to have like the uh, Gashapon machines with like the baseball team helmets on. <laughs> So, I literally, hey, Michael, stop laughing at me. I spent probably 15 quarters until I got a Cincinnati Reds helmet with a C on it for Cheez-It. Uh, I put a 
Cincinnati Reds cheese it helmet on cheese it, and then I put cheese it in a um, little Tykes minivan, and then I I rolled I rolled the minivan towards my front door to cause an accident. My parents let me do this. He was fine. Well, yeah, because he had the helmet on. He had the helmet on. Um, I don't really remember why I brought that story up, but all I'm saying is sometimes, sometimes animals like to drive cars. Yeah, that's that's what it was. <laughs> I'm just saying, Cheesy was pretty comfortable behind the wheel right up until the moment he wasn't. Like he didn't figure out how to drive the car. Yeah, but he wasn't unhappy in the car. So this bear probably fine. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like a is it like a natural response? Just be like, yeah, I'm moving. I'm Sounds moving. great. Oh my god, I'm crashing. Oh my god, oh, fuck. It's the popo. Get the fuck out. Yeah, but not before I poop on the seat. Yeah, the poop on this. Hey, hey, can I say this? Hmm. Choose a defo pooped on that seat. Yeah, of course. That's all hamsters do is just leave little tiny little turds everywhere. They're they're not great pets. No. Like, hey, any any like parents or soon to be parents out there from a former for, former parent like hamster kid, don't get a fucking hamster. Oh they yeah, suck. we had hamsters, and all they did was just get out all the time and then pee on everything. And smell bad and then eventually die. Can I tell you about the time I thought I killed my hamster? Was it when you put him in a car with a helmet and they... No, that little bastard was super cool. And then one day I had to go to baseball practice and he lived... For, he, he I had him for about a year and a half. And I unknowingly tortured him. Um, but he was super chill with everything. But then I went to pet him goodbye to go to baseball practice and he bit me on my finger. Mm. Um, and he made me bleed. It was the first time he ever bit me. First time he ever did anything bad. Um, and then I came back from baseball practice and he was dead. And I thought my blood was poison. <laughs> yeah. I thought my I thought my blood poisoned him. I mean, how do you know it didn't? Did you do toxicology reports? I did. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. Rachel told me Michael. a story about her hamster that would sneak out of the cage and whenever it would sneak out which was a lot apparently she would find it inside of her barbie dream house or american girl doll house i don't remember which one but some some kind of some kind of house doll house apparently he just yeah. liked it in there yeah i mean my uh my brother and sister had two other uh hamster siblings who escaped around the same time. They just disappeared. And like, they showed up like later, like two years later, <laughs> which is like well beyond the lifespan of a hamster. They just like, were, especially like, yeah, hamsters fuck. that were just forging off of what was available in the house. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we've been here for three fucking years. Whatever. We're cool as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. So hamsters suck. Don't ever get a hamster. <laughs> Don't ever just, get a hamsters. Just, just get a dog. Just get a cool dog. Yeah, Just get a anyway, dog. Michael, I think that's gonna do it for us on Trends Thank and Low Places. God, yeah, what an what an episode! What we've a week! Done. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things. Like, I, how do you talk about shit after that shit? Can I tell you that we picked the worst time in the world to start a comedy current events style podcast? Hmm. We're like, hey, let's make fun of what's going on in the world. And it's like, oh, by the way, we have a Nazi white supremacist in the White House. Make fun yeah, of that, li- assholes. 
if like the Nazi white supremacist is an actual sentient Cheeto who <laughs> also wants to get into a nuclear war. Exactly. What is that like? Yeah. Make fun of that. No. I'm not I, hey Michael, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not funny enough. No. No. Like like, hey, that's that's just me. Like I'm I'm not funny enough. <laughs> nope. That's why we keep having to talk about penises and and dildos and, and hamster dongs and stuff. Driving bears. Well, anyway, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, do you have any any final thoughts for us? I got a nice, I got a nice F my life here. Today, while cleaning my son's room, I found an envelope labeled private and confidential underneath his bed. I opened it, only to find it was a glitter bomb. I couldn't get it all cleaned off myself before he got home. He just said, ha, serves you right, and went to his room smirking. FML. Good. Hey, fuck you, mom. Right? Yeah. That kid is, like, that's some James Bond shit right there. If, but the thing is, though, he, she did, the mom found it in his room, so he now has glitter all over <laughs> his fucking room also. Well, but I assume that maybe she didn't open it in his room. Maybe she, like, kind of, like, squirreled it away to open it somewhere else man yeah no i mean i would open it right on the yeah that's probably true for sure but that serves that mom right right i like that because now we can just label lots of things with private and confidential and then she'll never know which one's the glitter bomb and which one is the like weird shit he's writing i'll be honest hey i assume michael Mm -hmm. that your wife rachel does not listen to this show uh no she does okay yeah would she fall for something like this? If you were just like, Michael stuff, stay out. And just like put it on your pillow, like right <laughs> next to her pillow. I honestly, you know, this is a good question. I don't, I don't think that she would open it, even if it wasn't like weirdly obvious. What if you said like Michael's sex stuff? I honestly think she wouldn't. She would ask me about it, but she wouldn't open it herself. I feel like she's like a good person, like a re- like a real good person, not like a fake good person. Yeah, damn it! I've met your wife. She yeah. is a good right? person. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things I hate about her. No, she's don't so good. Li- like <laughs> like <laughs> she's such a good person, right? Like if if she did that to me, I would a hundred percent be covered in glitter. Yeah, I know. I've met you. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm just too curious. I can't. Like, I'll be honest, like, if that was on your countertop in your home, it's like, <laughs> Rachel stuff, stay out. Yeah. Like, Michael, mm-hmm. you'll you'll die. And I was visiting from out of town, I'd probably check it. Yeah. Like, what's this all about? <laughs> well, I'd be like, well, she said I wasn't allowed to open it. She didn't say anything about you. Mm-hmm. Loopholes. It, I'm exactly. all about them. And right, now Michael, we're both covered in glitter. Yeah, damn. But I look pretty good in glitter, so I'm not too yeah, mad about it's, it. It's actually not a bad look. All right, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us tonight on Trends in Low Places. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you with me tonight. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Yeah, we, we winged it. We wanged it? <laughs> no, we wanged it. We, we wanged it real <laughs> we bad. We wanged it and also winged it. Yeah, both of those things. Well, um, if you want to find more ab- out about this show, you can follow us on goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, we talk about this show occasionally and our sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, where Michael and I and our good friend Curtis uh, break down every single episode of the hit show 24. We're so close. Uh, we're so close to the end of the first season. And it, yeah, is, we're- it is going buck wild. Yeah, we're about 18 episodes in. It's so crazy. Um, we have definitive proof from, uh, from this show's listeners that you don't necessarily need to 
have ever seen or even enjoyed 24 necessarily mm-hmm. to like uh our commentary in the, on that show so um you know because yeah, kush writes down the entire he just like transcribes the entire episode so like you can just follow along with him telling you what happened i we go minute by minute i do take about 12 to 13 pages of notes per episode mm-hmm. michael takes Maybe one. Um, so you get the full the full Jack Bauer experience with none of the hassle and uh, all of our sweet, sweet commentary. Uh, so go ahead and check that show out. Um, Michael, how else can people check us out? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at TILPcast. Um, you know, the best way to help us out is to like and share our posts on those. Um you know, sharing is the, is the best way to kind of get us out to, you know, friends of friends and then eventually to people we've never even met, which is always crazy. Um, you can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, um, you know, a- any podcast app you use, you can search for us, uh, Trends in Low Places, um, and we should come up and you can download all, you can download, you know, all the current episodes as well as all of the previous episodes. Um which are a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so once again, please share. We actually did just get added to uh, TuneIn Radio. Uh, we got accepted on their network. So if you're a TuneIn fan, you can find us on there now. Um, we also post every week to Cast Crunch. So if uh, you know you like to diversify your audio listening, uh, those are two new networks that we're on. Uh, so, Michael, I think we're just going to close it out with a uh, real quick shower thought, Ooh. and then we'll be done for the week. Hashtag shower thoughts. If someone got a tattoo of a cat on their boob, it would be a kitty cat titty tat. <laughs> Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. Toodles. <laughs>